Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about the medical flight test I just went on, what it entailed, how it went, and what you can expect if you ever have to take one. Hey, everybody. You are listening to Diary of a Student Pilot. I'm Bobby Frankenberger. I'm the student pilot in question. I'm learning how to fly. I'm in my flight training. My current flying hours are 36.7. And I just logged the first number of hours that I logged on my own without my CFI. Now, that doesn't mean I went solo. It just means I was not doing actual flight instruction. I was doing a medical flight test. That's right. Remember last week I talked about how I was going to do a medical flight test, that important uh, sort of obstacle, you might call it, or or hurdle that needs to be uh, overcome in order to, for me to get my um, license in order to me to move on to my solo portion of my flight training uh, because I'm blind in one eye. Now, if you want to hear all about uh, what I had been told that a medical flight test was going to entail in terms of the things that were going to be tested and how I was thinking about it, why I need one, why one exists, and um, and what I was doing to prepare for it. You can listen to the last episode that I just did. Um, today, I wanted to, first of all, reveal that I passed. Yes, I passed the medical flight test. I am so excited about that. You have no idea. This is, I've been thinking about this a lot and it's such a sigh, such a feeling of relief now that that part is over uh, of my flight training because now I can move on with the rest of my flight training in proper, right? I can move on to the solo phase of flying lessons, of learning how to get flying, get my uh, private pilot's license. Um, I couldn't before. And in fact, in many ways, I didn't really kind of process this fully until this was over. But in many ways, in the back of my mind, there was always this nagging thought that I could not pass this test, right? And and if I did, that would mean that I was not able to, even though I'm confident that I can see, I was not able to convince the FAA that I could see. That's what would have happened, what the conditions would have been. And I wouldn't have been allowed to get a medical certification and in turn that meant I would never be allowed to p- fly a plane solo or get a pilot private pilot's license. And that would have been that would have been a bummer. That would have crushed my dream and it also would have been a lot of money down the toilet. <laughs> um because it costs a lot to learn how to fly and I, so I'd invested a lot of time and energy and hope and and invested a lot of my dreams into this and and just it it would have been it was hanging over me that this was a big question mark still could i get could i actually get my license um would you know would this get in the way and has this all been for nothing and it's just always been hanging above but now that i've passed it it's like Instead of that question mark hanging over my head, it's it's just this relief feeling because it's like, ah, now I will be a pilot. I will. It's just a matter of time now, right? Now I just put in the hours. I do the practice. I take the written exam. I, I take the check ride, the final test where someone else sits with me. 
but the check ride is different in that if you make a mistake on the check ride like let's say i'm doing some some kind of a maneuver like steep turns or or something like that and and i sort of mess up and and they say well i can't give you you know you don't pass because you messed up this maneuver i get a chance to try again i i, I get a chance to go out practice reschedule another check ride and they'll test me again and so that's what i mean when i say now i will be a pilot i will that is a good feeling it's it's just a matter of time now uh, it's such a good feeling knowing that this is going to be happening. And I'm so excited to start the solo phase of training. Now, a lot of you might be wondering, uh, now that you've gotten that update on how things are going and how exciting it was, a lot of you might be wondering, uh, or some of you might be listening, thinking, what did the test actually, now that you've taken it, Bobby, what did the test actually entail? Uh, Maybe you're curious. Maybe you are in the same situation as me and you have to do some sort of visual acuity test for, for a medical flight test. And, and you want to know what to expect. Now, I, uh, if you listen to the end of my episodes, I always say <laughs> my little very informal disclaimer that um, everything I say is just me being a student pilot. It should not be taken as official in any, any way. Um, I have to say that this was just my experience. Um, and and I'm, I'll just tell you kind of vaguely how it went. And just to give you an idea of what you might expect, I'm, sh- I'm sure not every... FAA inspector is the same. I'm sure not, uh, some are going to do things differently than others. Um, but but in general, this is what we did. Um, and I'll gloss over some of the details, but I just want to give you a sense. So what, what I did was at my airport, uh, I met the inspector there. Um, we talked in the lobby for a little bit. The guy told me, introduced himself, told me what we were going to be doing. And the basic idea, one thing that he really tried to drive home for me to really get me feeling comfortable. And he really was a nice guy. Um, He tried to make me understand that this is not, he's not there to test my flying skills. He told me that. This is not, I'm not trying to test your flying skills. This is not about, you know, if there's anything that I'm asking you to do that you're not comfortable doing because you haven't learned it yet or you haven't had enough practice, just tell me and we'll work it out. We'll find a way to get through it. He said, we're not here to test your flying skills. We're here to test your vision. And so that's what we have to do is find, way, find a way to test your vision in a real situation in the cockpit of a plane in testing those things that I mentioned in the previous episode. How do we test those things? So he really put that across. One of the things, though, before we could even get in the plane is the, the testing my ability to read charts. Um, so that's one of the first things we did. He, we pulled out the chart. Uh, pulled out a, an aeronautical chart and we looked at different features on the chart. He would point things out and say, what is this? Um, what's the difference between this and this? Can you read these numbers? Um, you know, like obstacle heights. And and he's trying to get a sense of whether I can easily read them or not. Uh, if I can tell the difference between, you know, a class B and a class C airspace marking, like, because they're different colors, right? Um, can I tell the difference between, you know, these different colored restriction, restricted areas or, you know, a class, a class E designation versus a restricted area, stuff like that, right? Um, a, a restricted, mo- like a MOA versus a restricted, all these different things. They're all different colors. And, you know, and can you just see things well on a chart? Because that's important for navigation, obviously. Um, so after we did that, that was pretty easy. He just pointed some things out. I went and pre-flighted the plane and he came out there and hung out with me while I pre-flighted the plane. Um, 
and and we went up in the plane. Before we got in the plane, he again, you know, told me, hey, he even said, we're going to go through over to this, um, you know, towered airport and do some stuff. And we're going to pass through the this Class C airspace. Um, are you comfortable making radio calls? Um, and I kind of like, you know, I'm nervous, right? So the, I kind of was like, um, ah, well, I can. I've done it before. And he's and he stopped me. He's like, no, no, don't worry. I'm not. This isn't a test again. Um, I just want to know because if you're not comfortable then I can make all the radio calls for you. It's not a big deal. And even though I could have done it, I opted to to tell him, hey, why don't you let me handle the the ground calls here at our non-towered airport? And when we get up in the air, once we start communicating with the towered stuff, ATC communications, uh, air traffic control, uh, I asked him if he would handle that. And whereas I could have done it, I know the procedures. I just... I was already nervous and I knew that that would just take a little bit of pressure off of me. It would make me feel a little bit more comfortable. And he was like, totally cool. That's fine. That's, let's do it that way. Whatever's going to make you comfortable. And so the reason I'm telling you this, dear listener, <laughs> is because uh, I want you to know that at least with the inspector that I had, there, the focus was on making me comfortable and understanding that, again, they're not testing my skills. They're making radio calls. It has nothing to do with my vision, so he was not worried about it. Um, so we got up in the air. We took off while we were going down the runway. Here's a tip. I don't know if this impacted my uh, the success I had with this test or not, but one thing I knew that they would want to be able to see was whether or not I could identify other aircraft um, flying and around the airports in the air. Like, like that's one of the things that was on there. I knew because I had read it that they're going to want me to be able to see if I can identify other air traffic. Maybe it's on a collision course, where it is in relation to me, stuff like that, right? So anytime I saw an airplane, I made sure to point at it. Just so, he he didn't ask me to do that, but I wanted to make sure that he, he was made very aware that I could see other airplanes in, in the sky. And I was always looking for it. So maybe that's a tip. Again, he didn't tell me that that helped, but, but I can't imagine that that would hurt, right? And I also was listening carefully to the radio for other, other airplanes and, and air traffic control calling out the position of other aircraft. And, um, and then I would actively look for it and make sure to point it out, right? Like, look, there it is right there. So um, he never asked me to about it. Well, he did actually ask me if I, uh, one, one or two things, if I could see certain aircraft and I looked for it and I spotted it and pointed it out. So um, uh, that was good. So you always, you want to be looking for, for traffic. Um, so we went down and we took off and he told me where to go and we were flying and, and, and just having a good time. Really, he, he was talking to me and uh, we were going up to altitude and, and we spent a lot of time while we were, we flew over to the tower controlled airport nearby and got into their system and, and, uh, and, or, you know, got, got into their what am I trying to say? <laughs> Got into the, to be able to land, like ask them if we could land and do a touch and go at their airport and stay in the pattern. Um, he wanted to see me do a couple of landings, of course. So we did that. And while we were on the way over there, um, he said we we looked at potential emergency landing situations, right? He would point out, he would say, okay, 
let's say we were losing engine right now and we need to find a place to land, where would you go? And so I pointed things out. I I looked, I said, there's a field. I made sure, here's another thing, I made sure to talk through my entire thought process because your entire thought process is visually assessing a landing situation, right? So that's what he wants to know. What are you thinking about and what can you see? So I was making sure to say everything out loud. So I'd say, well, I see a highway over there, but I'd probably have to turn and turn around to go get it because it's in the other direction. So that might not be good. There's a field pretty right in front of us, but that's probably too close. Um, I might not get to it very easily. So um, there's another field further out that's kind of square. I could get that. As we get closer, I see the rows moving this way or that way. I also see another highway over here. Uh, We could probably land down on that. Uh, There's not a lot of traffic I see on it very much. And, you know, so he says, okay, okay, good, good. We did that a couple of times, you know, and in one of the fields he says, okay, he explicitly points out. He says, okay, what about that field right there? What do you see? And so obviously he, in that situation, instead of him asking me to pick a field, he picked a field, said, let's say we land there. What's the situation? Um, he's looking for me to identify potential hazards to the landing area, right? So that's what I do. I look for the, it's a, it's a field like for farms. So I look for the rows, um, of crops, right? And I I see the direction that they're going and I point out the direction they're going this way. So we'll want to land with that. I see a clump of trees right in the middle with a house. We want to avoid that. There's a road going across the field right here. There's a fence along the road. So we don't want to do that. Um, There's a ditch coming in this way. We want to avoid that. You know, all these things, there's an intersection there with, uh, with, with, you know, Uh, power lines going across it. There's watering, irrigation lines going across the field. You know, I say all of those things. We point out a same, you know, that's the important thing is that you're saying what you're thinking and it's all, what are you seeing and what are you thinking about what you're seeing? So there. So we did that. Uh, We lined, we came into the, to the, to the airport to land and we did a couple. Now I'm going to, again, this is for the purpose of setting your mind at ease. I'm going to tell you the first landing I did to demonstrate the point of me landing is he wants to see, can I visually assess the landing properly? Can I make a proper descent rate coming into and and adjust? If I'm coming in too low, can I add power to gain altitude um, before I get too low? Um, If I'm too high, can I bring it down? You know, stuff like that. How am I gauging my descent? And then once I get close to the, to the, to the landing, when am I rounding out? At what height am I rounding out? Am I rounding out too high? And is that a consistent problem? Because that could be a depth perception problem, right? So that's what he's he's looking for. So I will say the first landing I did, I rounded out kind of high. Um, and, and he actually uh, said that, that I rounded out a little high. That worried me a little bit, but he made sure to assure me. He said, don't worry. We're going to try again. We're going to go, we'll, we'll taxi off, go back, and we'll try, go around in the pattern and try again. We were going to a towered airport with a runway twice as wide as the runway I'm normally used to doing it. There's an optical illusion involved there when you're landing in a runway that's wider than you're used to. You might round out too high because of the sight picture. You, it, it needs to look wider in your peripheral vision before you land. So that's a common thing, though. And that's what he said. Let's try it again. Do it again. It's a common, it's common optical illusion. Let's make sure we can get it though. And I went back up, I, I shook it off. I cleared my head. I said, okay, don't worry, Bobby. You get a couple of times to try this. <laughs> went back up, went around in the pattern, 
landed a second time and it was great. It was a great landing. So we didn't even have to taxi off that time. We just hit the ground, landed, started rolling. Put, he said, oh, go ahead, put in full power and let's, let's go ahead and take off again. So we did. And then we went back to the airport and, uh, and then to our home, my home airport and we landed there. Um, and that landing was, was nice too. And so, um, I even ballooned a tiny bit, um, on that landing, but I did bring it down and we landed, taxied off, parked. And when we parked, he said, I won't keep you in suspense. You did good. We're good to go. And that was it. And it was great. It was actually a fun flight. I thought that, (laughs) I thought that spotting emergency landing fields and keeping, keeping that in mind, um, was actually fun. Um, to, to like, to, to, to look at them and try to identify problems and hazards and everything was, was actually kind of fun. Um, it was an exercise I'm not used to doing. It was like a mental exercise almost, but anyway, that's how it went and I'm done. I'm there. So he, what he's, what he does after that is we filled out some paperwork after we went back into the airport. He submitted that today and it's going off to the, uh, civil what is it civil aeronautics medical institute um and uh and they're gonna they're gonna file a paperwork they're gonna get me a statement of demonstrated ability and my medical certificate i'm gonna get it finally yay um and then when i have that i can officially solo fly in my training so that's the very very exciting thing look I hope that this was helpful to you this episode and the past episode. If, if I, I, I hope it was, you know, friends and family who are just following along. This is the exciting part that I'm, I'm so excited to share these kinds of things with you because it's part of my journey. But if you're not, if you're just a student pilot or someone going through the same situation or, or, or what, um, then I hope this is helpful to you to get to see, to get to hear from me how this process went for me. Um, there's nobody out there who could have told me how this process goes and I would have loved to, to have someone who was able to tell me. So anyway, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with it right once a week I said I was going to do. So, so let's keep going. Um, hopefully get some flying in next week and I'll, I'll let you guys know how it's going. Um, thank you again for listening and, uh, friends, family, aviators, uh, I'll see you next week. Hey everybody, it's time for that standard disclaimer stuff. Um, First of all, it's me, Bobby Frankenberger. I'm the one who records, edits, produces this whole thing. Uh, But especially in this episode, you got to remember that any advice that I give, any kind of of information, it's not official. I'm just a student pilot, so please, please, if you need any any real uh, information, make sure you talk to someone who's a professional and knows what they're talking about. And, um, and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.